Hello, and welcome to our latest episode on singleness. We are going to hear from the beautiful Emma Williams all about being single as a 26-year-old in Christian culture today. Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast community, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. For any of you that don't know yet, my name is Kelly Werner. I am one of the woman beings on this podcast, and I'm joined today by Kellyanne. Hello. And Emma. Hello. There we are. And (laughs) we're here to talk about singleness. So, Emma, my first question is, for two people here who are not single and haven't been single for a long time a long time (laughs) how's the weather up there what is the current climate right now in christian culture just in life in your mid-20s how's it going yeah um just as you guys have been super not single i've been super single (laughs) (laughs) for the past several years um yeah, I mean, how is the weather up here? I I feel like I've been single for a while now, and honestly, I haven't really been actively trying to not be single um, for a long time. I feel like I haven't um, found myself really like having feelings for people or um, feeling a lot of like need within myself to. Mm-hmm to date um, or to like actively be trying to find somebody Um, and I'm seeing a very limited pool of people to (laughs) date in general which is the classic Christian girl problem Um, but I think that um, it's interesting because I think that there's this idea that I had uh, when I was a teenager that you kind of always had to have your eye on someone Mm. um you always need to like someone I even remember at like a sleepover that some of my friends had uh we were trying to decide on a boy for me to like because they all had boys that they liked and so I needed to pick somebody essentially from my school like we actively were like okay we need to find someone for you to pick so that we can like all talk about these boys together and like it wasn't even boys we were friends with like it was just boys that we saw and were like yeah and so it was this really bizarre thing where it felt like this um this need to like somebody um or this this need to be constantly looking for somebody um and then there's also that idea within the christian church um that relationship is oftentimes a, a big life goal for people, right? Yeah. Um, like, that just hasn't been very high on my priorities list for a while. Mm. Um, but I feel like I receive pressure about that from whether it's like small comments from family members who aren't even necessarily Christians um, to what's literally being preached from a pulpit on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like... Um, all of that to say that overall I've really enjoyed being single in the time that I've been single. Like I think about um, 
the the things that I've done with my life that I wouldn't have necessarily been able to do as easily if I wasn't single. You mm-hmm. know, like I got to travel the world as a missionary and I studied abroad in college, which I actually wasn't going to do when I was dating somebody because I didn't want to leave them for mm-hmm. several months. Um, and I was able to move across the country on the drop of a hat um, literally within a week and things like that that wouldn't necessarily be impossible if I were married or if I was in a committed relationship but I have been able to do these things um, without the the consideration of another person essentially Mm -hmm. like I I don't have that um, I have more flexibility essentially and that's one of the things I've really loved about being single and also just being able to invest in really great friendships and relationships um Mm -hmm. that's sort of like my broad (laughs) my broad single overview really good friendships some really great people yeah you know unfortunately none of them are here today (laughs) (laughs) so like you kind of mentioned then uh you feel pressure from you know side comments from the pulpit I mean and it's true like it's a lot of people are like oh you should get married which is like don't shit on anyone Mm -hmm. but like is it hard to be single while most other women due to probably a lot of that outside pressure are like kind of it feels like a lot of people are like lonely and wanting a relationship or like pining for a relationship or like waiting around for a relationship and like what do you see that's done in single culture that's done well or not well? Because there's kind of a whole thing. Yeah. As I was sort of thinking about this, about singleness and um, all that comes with it, I was having a hard time trying to think of uh, women who are examples of singleness being done well in my life. And I think that part of that is actually because um, I don't necessarily think of those women as single women. Like, I I think about the amazing, like, powerful, accomplished women that I do know um, who I have grown up with or who I went to college with and um, or who I know now that are doing amazing things and they happen to be single. Um, I think that they are just living their lives. And I think that's a great example of, of singleness is that actually your life doesn't stop with it. Your life doesn't, mm-hmm. isn't, isn't hindered. They're, they're just accomplishing other goals. Like they are successful in their fields. They are, um, they're building great friendships. They're, they're following their dreams and their passions. And um, so as I was trying to think about like women who are single that have been great examples of that, um, they're great examples of women who happen to be single. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think uh, in sort of the uh, non-Christian realm, like I grew up with an example of a single woman and that was my mother, mm-hmm. right? Like she was single for much of the, my adolescence, um, save a few years that she was married to my brother's dad. And she managed to climb up in her career within state government. She has built a great community of people around her um, in South Carolina. Like she has managed to raise two amazing kids, my (laughs) brother and myself. And um, I mean, even at the same time, like my father 
has been a single father for my entire life, basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that I have also seen these examples of like really great parents um, who were single parents, my parents, um, being sort of showing me that that's not necessarily um, a necessity for a full life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but on the bad side, I can really dish. <laughs> oh, here's the dish. Here we go. Here's the tea. Are you guys ready for this? Um, <laughs> so you are so affected by the people that you surround yourself with, right? Like when you are around people who are hyper-focused on one thing, that starts to creep into your focus even if it wasn't in your focus before. So there's this narrative that we see in a lot of Christian culture that says you need to be married, you need to find a relationship. Um, There's a lot of sort of pity that's dished out to uh, single people, um, especially single women. And I feel like the more that I'm around single women who are falling into that mindset so much, it it puts me into that headspace even when I wasn't in it before. Um, I think another way that helps me understand how that works is like, um, growing up, I never thought that I was fat, right? Like I never, I was always so skinny, like it would be ridiculous to have called me fat, but I went to college and I was living in a dorm with all these girls who had toxic mindsets that were saying how they were fat. Um, and they were girls who looked like me. And so I started to think, well, maybe I'm fat too. And I see the same thing happen with, uh, this mindset around singleness or this sort of restlessness that so many women feel, uh, where, when I'm around that, I um, start to to dwell on that more and more. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really unfair to to me and to our to ourselves to have thoughts like that because um, you aren't valuing all of the amazing things that are happening right now um, and all of the amazing ways that all the amazing things you have in your life, like your friendships or your pets or your job or your family, like all of those things are so great and you get to enjoy them, but you don't enjoy them to the fullest if you're dwelling on this one thing that you don't have, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that can happen to people in like so many different realms. That can happen with like restlessness and where you are at with your job or in wanting to look a certain way or whatever. Like I think that that's pervasive across topics but um that's one thing that I've seen a lot that's a a toxic mindset that I see uh, a lot of Christian women dwelling on a lot Mm -hmm. also another thing that I see a lot of Christian women do um is fall into this idea that they need to sort of put everything on hold before uh they meet their man I have seen women pass up amazing opportunities to do things that are fun, to do things that are sort of once in a lifetime type things uh, because they've said, oh, well, I want to wait until I'm married so I can do this with my husband. And that's just like heartbreaking to me uh, because it's, you you don't know if you're going to have those opportunities again. You don't know if your husband's going to want to do those things that you've put on hold. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also... Like, don't know if you're going to have the means to do those things necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. what if this is the only time in your life where you're able to to take that crazy trip or to 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 jump out of that plane or, or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. what if this is the only time to do this? And and why would you you spend like your 20s or whatever essentially 
just waiting around, mm. you know, like I, I don't want to look back on my 20s. And if one day I'm eventually married, um, see that as like a, a, a time that was wasted or, yeah. or void, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that I think that if, if the tables were turned, those same women would feel like it was ridiculous to ask their husband, their future husband to put those things on hold. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, it almost feels like this is, I mean, I would almost say that that extends beyond singleness because I feel like I see a lot of married women waiting, waiting around for their, for their husband to, like, initiate, yeah. let's do this or let's go here or mm-hmm. let's have this, you know, trip or this, I have had this revelation from the Lord or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I felt that a lot when I was early married is that I had to, like, that somehow we had to do everything together. Mm-hmm. And so spent a lot of time waiting. Yeah. And eventually figuring out like, oh, like if this is on my heart, like I can do it. And totally. And like my husband does not have to be there for everything. Totally. There are the things that are important, like, you know, our wedding day and the birth of our children and, you know, being there for each other um mm-hmm. in life. But like if my husband doesn't wanna quit his job and raise support and join a missions organization, like that's not that doesn't that, that's not on him and it doesn't impede me from like going after what I feel like I'm called to do yeah absolutely for sure and so if you like have this mindset going into marriage you're gonna have that mindset in marriage mm-hmm. and you're gonna be disappointed yeah I mean and honestly it puts a lot of pressure onto this theoretical future human yes that like you are sort of like gathering up all of these things that you want to do with this person and then when you finally find them or whatever like they are then given that entire burden that you've just been building up for them to take on eventually Mm -hmm. uh and that's really not healthy and um it actually makes me think too of uh i think that this unhealthy mindset around singleness is pervasive even outside of just christianity like I have seen so many women who uh, put their value in 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 the ways that their their body can attract a man, or in the ways that um, they are receiving affirmation from men. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they're putting their value into that, then if that man goes away, then their world comes crashing down because their foundation is built on on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's that's pervasive in in our culture as a, a on a large scale just because women have been told for millennia that their value is set into their significant other yeah. it's set into that man mm-hmm. i think that there's this expectation when you get married that like oh now i can have couples nights yeah and then my husband's gonna be best friend with their this husband guy. and i'm gonna be best friends with her and, and it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be perfect great, which that's that doesn't happen. No, you can't. Tell right you now. can't shop for your husband's friends. No, you it's not can't. how it works. And <laughs> sometimes, you know, it works out, um, but like it's that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of this idea that like you can't be friends with people who are married, or that like you're excluded from their life or whatever, mm-hmm. and your life experience is not relevant until you have that spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even on a smaller scale, another thing that I think about is like. Um, sort of in in being settled into the place that you live. Like, I have seen women who don't want to, you know, fully really even decorate their space yeah. because they're like, well, I'm I don't want to like 
have too many decorations or pieces of furniture because who knows what my husband will one day have and like we'll have to merge our things together yeah. and um like to me that's you're you're not allowing yourself to even enjoy sure. your home sure. because you're waiting for this theoretical imaginary future human yeah. who may n- never come like i'm not yeah. saying that you must be single for the rest of your life but like you don't know what tomorrow holds sure. and so to to live like that is um like you're just you're sacrificing for for a theoretical or even like holding out on like piercings or tattoos yeah examples of people holding out on those things because they're like i'm not sure what he's gonna like or um i don't know and it's kind of like if he likes you it shouldn't matter yeah like (laughs) first of all for someone to like you have to like you Mm -hmm. yes so the things that you like should eventually attract the person that you want to be with you know it's not like you're not like Singleness is not keeping a blank slate until somebody can come and paint on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you are not meant to be fully molded by your husband. No. At all. No. Like, you actually, he can love you and accept you for where you have come mm-hmm. from. Yeah. He, he can look at your tattoos or at your experiences that you've had. Mm-hmm. And that actually adds value like, because you have lived life, you know, like you, you are not coming to him as this uh, blank slate for him to, to decorate according to his um, ideas of what a woman should be. Mm-hmm. Because if you're with a man who's, who thinks that that's the way that marriage should look, then that's yeah. not a good marriage. He's not yeah. the like, type that's of guy that manipulative you want. and abusive. And yeah, yeah you don't well, want and- that. And it's not about, like, oh, you need to live life and, like, paint your own masterpiece so that someday he'll admire your beauty. That's not what we're trying to say. What we're saying is, like, to be a human, you have to live your own life and paint your own masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, this theoretical spouse will fall in love with that human, Mm -hmm. not in love with, you know, something something blank that he can do whatever he wants with, you know? And most guys, or at least this is my experience with my husband. I won't say most guys in generalize, but he actually didn't want to. Because I had some of those toxic mindsets Mm -hmm. when I got started dating my husband. And even into our first few months of marriage, and I remember being so frustrated and confused. Because I'd be like, well, I want to do this. Why don't you want to do this with me? And he's like, because I don't. But if you want to do it, you're more than welcome to. And I almost was like offended Mm -hmm. of like, oh my gosh, he doesn't like want to do this with me. Like, how's this going to work out? And like, and I had to get over it, really. Like, I'm going to have this experience that only I know and he yeah. doesn't know. And Yeah. Uh, and it's literally like, you are not a princess that needs to be rescued and told how to think and yeah. what to do. Like, and actually, if you marry a real man, he's not interested in that either. Mm-hmm. And also... It's not even about what a man is going to think about you. It's just about, like, be you. Mm-hmm. Be a human. Live your life. Love mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And, like... Do what makes you and, happy. And the other pieces will fall into place as they will fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Emma, in the past, you've mentioned kind of being defiant at some point in your journey about being married at all. Like, to the point that the messages about you need to get married and wait for your husband, mm-hmm. et cetera, got so overwhelming that you eventually got to the point where you're like, 
Screw that. I don't even need to be married, ever. So how do you feel about that now? And how did you, why did you feel that way? And how do you feel now? Well, <laughs> um, I think that there is just in my nature in general, a big part of me that um, wants to go against the status quo, right? I um, I see everybody else saying that they need to be married and um, I've seen the ways that that's affected people negatively and has caused so much pain and mm. um, and feeling just like you're you're incomplete. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to think that at all. <laughs> I'm going to like totally shove that idea to the side and say, um, I don't need to be married. I don't need to date anyone. Like, I'm not even going to really think about it. Like, it is put into a box, locked away, shoved into a corner. Um, and I think that that is also not necessarily the healthy way to handle that. Um, I saw things like when I was in high school and I had become a Christian um, we were told that you needed to have like this list of standards uh, for for your spouse. Um, you needed to uh, be able to know what you wanted in order to uh, find somebody and like have a good Christian, healthy marriage. And I took that so seriously, like so hard. And I went home. I wrote out at least three pages of things that I wanted in a spouse. And it was down to, like, the littlest, most ridiculous things. Like, like he must play the guitar or he must, like, be interested in these things or I want him to have this color hair. Like, it's it was stupid. And um, I saw this list and I was like, any boy that came my way, I needed to vet through this entire list. Um, and... Uh, I wound and that actually turned into when I did date in high school, I felt like I had sort of failed or like I needed to feel shame. Yeah, because I had compromised this list Mm -hmm. because it was impossible for anyone to fit into a three page list Mm -hmm. of everything you wanted in this imaginary human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I feel like I saw the ways that that strategy had sort of failed. Mm. Um, And was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to like throw the list out the door and not think about any of that. Uh, and I think that comes along too with like the idea of um, praying for your future husband. Like this is a very common thing in the Christian world is the idea that you should be praying into your future marriage, pray for your husband, pray for him to have a great relationship with God, pray for him to come quickly, um, all of those things. And I... Um, felt like if I spent time praying for my husband, then I was essentially wasting my sort of brain power Mm. on this theoretical thing when I could pray about more useful things. And um, at the same time, I've come to recognize, like, there actually could be a lot of value in praying for that. Uh, There's there can be so much fruit that I think could come from actually praying into this relationship. Um, I think that part of why I've sort of like bucked at it is that um, it seems difficult to me to straddle that balance of like 
obsessing over having a future husband and totally rejecting and being closed off to the idea of having a future husband. Like, it feels difficult for me and I think for a lot of single women to strike that balance in the middle Mm -hmm. of feeling like um, I can be seeking this this person I can be desiring to be in a relationship but also my life still goes on and I this is not the end all be all this is not what occupies all of my 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 brain space and my Mm -hmm. heart space uh so I think that those are kind of the two things that made me buck away from from marriage um and I think that also the fact that I have grown up in a family that had so many people who um got divorced like their divorce is rampant in my family and not just one divorce but multiple divorces per person (laughs) and so seeing that it was like okay this maybe this like marriage thing isn't really all that it's like chalked up to be Mm -hmm. um I would even tell friends when I was literally in elementary school about how I was destined to be divorced because so much of my family was divorced. I was like, it's just going to happen. This is a reality of life. (laughs) And so I think that for me, there's a lot of different factors that have come into my view of marriage and um, my sort of reluctance to kind of like openly want it. (laughs) Um, Because I also do feel like part of it is it, 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 um, I don't, I think there's a pride aspect where I don't want to seem quote unquote pathetic, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm just pining after a future human. So all of that to say, <laughs> yeah, it's a, there's a lot of um, feelings and pressures and things that go into singleness and how you, I mean, navigate it and what it means. And I feel like the church preaches the benefits of marriage a lot more than they talk about the benefits of singleness and Mm -hmm. and why it's important to be single Mm -hmm. yeah you know I don't know so with all that being said that that straddle that you kind of described of almost two extremes like has that caused you to struggle at all with like comparison or have you like how have you learned to be content in the waiting because you you're, you have a very full life and you do a lot of things. Um, so yeah, love to love to pick your brain on that a little bit. Well, I I know that again, part of this is I can only speak to to myself and my experience and not necessarily the experience of, of all single women, but I I know that comparison is something that can creep in. Um, and for me, it's it's sort of a a lack of wanting to really celebrate other people in their relationships. Um, I think that, especially when I was younger, there was this like if if a friend of mine was in a relationship, like it was instant jealousy, um, and instantly falling into a um, a mindset of like, well, what does she have that I don't have? because she's being asked out but I'm not um or like guys seem to like her but they don't like me um and I think that still does come up like in in sort of smaller doses now but um I also think that one of 
like I genuinely love spending time with my friends who are in relationships and like with their significant others as well like I think that a lot of single people sort of bulk at the idea of being like a third wheel um but I mean with you guys I'm often a fifth wheel so (laughs) and I think that that's really intimidating for a lot of people um but it's become something that I'm much more sort of used to and that I welcome because like I want to like I want to have diversity within my friendships whether that's like it in in many facets you know Mm -hmm. um and so I think to to not to to allow comparison to keep you from spending time with people who are in relationship is going to keep you from learning valuable things that you could gain about future a future relationship you could have Mm -hmm. or even just within your friendships like um your your friends who are in relationships or who are married like they need your voice too as mm-hmm. as a single person like yeah. they they can value and gain from your perspective as well mm-hmm. um and i think that a lot of single people can fall into the lie that they don't actually have much to offer mm-hmm. um and so i think that uh comparison can be really easy to to fall into but um ultimately like one of the things that I feel like I've learned um, over the past several years is that whenever I feel that comparison, I can turn it around to celebration. Um, in fact, like that was like a reminder that I had on my phone for a long time where that would come up every day that would just remind me to um, to celebrate people instead of um, fall into jealousy or comparison. And that's like across many different things, but I it definitely applies within um relationship and whether or not you're in one Mm -hmm. so yeah I love what you had to say about that of like don't believe the lie that you don't have something to offer to this person or this couple because you're not in a relationship like Mm -hmm. gosh two of my closest friends you and Annika are both single and you both have so much insight that you've brought to my life and it's Mm -hmm. been such a support like honestly like if I didn't have you two ladies where would I be? I don't know. And like you ha- you're you so valuable and your value doesn't change based on if you're in a relationship or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I so actually, important. as we're thinking, talking about this though, I'm realizing there's kind of like a, an advancement in the church that comes with having a husband. Yes. Where it's, we are seeing more and more, before it was just like a husband was at the front and a wife was like a supporting character, but now we're seeing more and more where there's like these teams Mm -hmm. of husband and wife duos that, you know, uh, mentor people and lead Mm -hmm. people and host small groups and have, Mm -hmm. you know, parties at their house and build relationship and bring people to Christ, etc. And while that's all beautiful and good... I think maybe sometimes we forget that single people have that presence as well. They carry the same presence. And you don't need a team or a dynamic duo or anything like that to be able to mentor other people. Whether they're single or not single, you know, like I've I've had single people in my life mentor me who I was married and she didn't she's not married. She doesn't know. But like she could speak into my life as as an older friend Mm -hmm. about just, you know all sorts of things so yeah yeah, I think don't disqualify your 
the presence that you carry. Yeah. Don't disqualify what you the value that you bring. Yeah. You know? Like And also the church has a responsibility to do the same. Totally. Like I have watched young, attractive single people get passed up for for lead ministry opportunities because they're single. Mm-hmm. And I think the intention was probably good of like, oh well we want to protect no, I don't think it's good. Um, we want to protect their purity or whatever. And so it's like, okay, you'll be you'll be a co-pastor. And I'm like, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because you're single, like, and we don't believe and trust that you're going to manage yourself. Right. You're going to get passed up for a leadership mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah. I mean, Newsflash, I- married people are having issues with their purity as well yep so yeah. i mean just this week there was a prominent pastor that was removed from his position and like it, marriage doesn't change the fact that, we're that all people have issues <laughs> and sex drives and like that doesn't change mm-hmm. anyway. yeah i mean and even the idea of a single person having to go into a co-pastoring role instead of a full pastoral role mm-hmm is perpetuating the idea that you are still only half a person as you're single. That you are Mm -hmm. a half of a whole and you need to find your other half. Before you can fully be all the things you're supposed to be. Do these things and it's like, I I don't see how marriage would change your inherent value as a human. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Totally. So, as we are married people and have not been in the single arena for a long time. What do you wish married people understood or would change about the perception of being single? Well, um, like I mentioned before, I think a lot of times um, single people are are met with, like, pity, um, are, are met with this, like, encouragement or um like don't worry one day it'll happen for you too and I especially see this with like an older generation of married women um as I've interacted with them uh they'll they'll say like I'll say something like oh yeah like I'm single and they'll be like oh well don't worry only for now and I'm like I don't I wasn't I wasn't making a statement of need or of um of lacking like I was just making a statement as simple as the fact that my hair is red or my eyes are brown I forgot the color of my eyes for a second there (laughs) but like it's it's not something that needs to receive a, a response I don't think like I don't I don't know it seems bizarre to me the idea of if if one of you were to come up to me and be like oh, well, I'm married, I wouldn't go, oh, my gosh, congratulations. Like, you've been married, like, for seven years. Like, who's going to – why would somebody tell you congratulations right now or, or or celebrate it? Like, not that it's not worth celebrating, obviously, but, like, so why do people go up to single people and and, and decide that they need to give them this sort of uh, – this, this encouragement or this pity or – um, this affirmation like mm-hmm. it's it's not something that I think needs to be acknowledged necessarily like I think that there's so much more to people than their relationship status mm-hmm. and I think that um, that mindset makes people feel like they don't have value at this stage of life and um, I think that 
we could instead focus on all of the great things that these people have to offer, you know? Like, I don't know. I guess my thing that I'm trying to say to married people is that the only time that you should be focusing on somebody's singleness is if they're asking you to assist them in their singleness, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, if someone is seeking to date people or if somebody is looking for advice within that, that is the time. Mm -hmm. But just somebody acknowledging their relationship status is not the time for for this this advice or mm-hmm. this this it's sort of it's it's unwarranted mm-hmm. and and I think that there's a lot of pressure on single people whenever we go somewhere new or meet new people where the response from your mother or from that older woman who's in your life is oh well did you meet a nice boy while you were there and it's like I'm sorry I wasn't I wasn't focused on like scoping out the the men that were there I was focused on making friends and and spending time with people like I think that honestly it it can make single people fall into this like objectification of others um because you're constantly as a man or a woman looking at other men or women and and evaluating them all the time you're saying like well could this person be someone I could date could this person be my future husband or wife like is this somebody that I see this value in when instead we could be focusing on just building great friendships Mm -hmm. and I think in my limited dating experience I've seen relationships come out of friendships rather than from constantly monitoring Mm -hmm. for a spouse like it almost feels like you're like a hunter <laughs> hunting for for people and like you're looking at them through this through your scope and that's that's not fair you're not yeah. you're not equals in that situation you are not valuing them as humans in that situation like they are um they're being seen just as as a potential and how they can serve you yeah. so i think that all of that can come from this this thing that is perpetuated not just by married people, but by a lot of culture as a whole, um, that that singleness is like an issue to be resolved. Mm. I mean, that's like the plot of like every sitcom ever. Yep. Yeah. Every rom com ever. Yeah. Is like finding your man, not being alone anymore. You know, getting yep. the guy gets the girl, or the girl takes off the glasses, and he realizes she's the one all along. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's constantly grilled into yeah. us. And it's not that there's not a beauty in that. So it's not like disqualifying the value of marriage or the beauty of, you know, love or whatever. But there's just more to the story. Yes, there's mm-hmm. more to the story. And yeah, your your pinnacle of life is not your wedding day. Gosh, now next time that someone says, oh, I'm single, I'm going to be like, that's awesome. Good job. Like, I don't want to be patronizing, but I'm just like, I feel like people should be equally celebrated. Way to go. Or even ask, oh, how do you feel about that? Are you happy? Do you like it? Good. I'm glad. Or are you not happy? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Just holding space for either side. Yeah. Because it's just the thing is that, like, I feel like it's not even something that needs to be addressed like it's it's sort of like beating a dead horse at some Mm. point where um people have have heard like every reaction in the book to them being single and it's like well why can't 
like why why is that the thing that that mm. people hold value to or why yeah. is that the thing that um is even like brought up i don't mm. know like i mean it's not like you need to like no one should ever talk about the fact that they're single but yeah i don't know like there's just so much more to yeah. a human it's almost mm. like how can it be like a response of like like you said earlier, I have red hair. Oh, you have very nice red hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like, I have brown eyes. Oh, you've got very pretty brown eyes. It's like, oh, I'm single. Oh, great. You know, like how right. do we how do we neutralize it? It's mm-hmm. like if you said, yeah, I have red hair, and we're like, for now, yeah, <laughs> don't worry, just wait, don't worry. One day, we one will day. take you to the salon, and we will fix. That. We got yes. you. Don't worry. You know, that's or kind of the attitude. Brown eyes. Yeah. Oh, they have colored contacts. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, well, you know, you could do online dating. It's like, (laughs) ah! (laughs) Yeah. But then to, like, to flip that, like, thank you so much for your insight on how married people can help support single people. Um, But how, what advice would you give to other singles? My advice for other single ladies and men, I guess, as well, would probably be that you need to live your life now. You need to live your life to the fullest in this moment. There's nothing that you're waiting for. There's nothing that um, you need to put on hold because you, the the life you're living right now, you're not going to get back, you know? Um, invest in your friendships. Invest in, in the relationships that you do have. Um, don't put them to the side because you're so worried about this one future human um I think that I mean like I said before like the saddest thing would be to look back at your life and realize that you put so much of it on hold for one person Mm -hmm. and um I think too that one of the amazing things about being single is that you are actually gaining so much information about what you want Like, you are gaining so much in watching other people's relationships, in dating people. You get to figure out more and more what it is that you want in a spouse. And you can make that decision, like, so much more informed now. Uh, Because I look back at myself when I was dating people in high school. I dated guys that were really mean, who were really awful. And... um, I saw that as as attractive or as as whatever macho and I see so many of the like toxic things that came out of that and um I've learned so much from those relationships um and I've learned from watching my friends get hurt and I've I'm able to to come forward into a position of of wanting to be in a relationship and say like these are the things that I, I value. And, and I can also like sift through that three page list I made in high school and say like, okay, actually like these aren't things that I value. Like if I had, if I had based, um, my life around this, this list that I had, then the person that I would have wound up with would have just been superficial Mm -hmm. because, the things on that list are not the core of a, of a who a human is. Mm. And that's what you're marrying someone for, mm-hmm. is is for the core of who they are, not for whether they can play the guitar or whether they look a certain way or whatever. Like, this is someone that you're committing to for your life. And so mm-hmm. I think that 
one of the things that is actually a huge advantage in singleness is getting to um, know yourself more and know uh, what you want in a relationship in a much more like mature way. Uh, and so that's sort of my that's sort of my advice and my encouragement to to other singles is that this is this is an opportunity to sow into your life, to sow into your friendships and to to know more and more like what it is you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid. So last question, just because we are the woman being podcast. What? And, yeah. That's the podcast we're on? Oh, yeah. that's that's where we are? That, that's we're doing that? And we're doing the woman being podcast? <laughs> we were on so, Joe Rogan. Oh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon? I didn't know. Jimmy Does he have a podcast? No. I just was like, Jimmy Fallon. We can officially call this now the Jimmy Fallon podcast. <laughs> just because. Plus some Joe Rogan. There's not another one out there, so. Oh, my gosh. This is it. This, this is, is it. Yeah. Okay, so. Because we're on the Jimmy Fallon podcast, I wanted to ask a really crucial question to this podcast, which is, what does single woman being mean to you? Uh, to me, I think it means independence and and being unhindered. You know, like I I mentioned this earlier on, but uh, there's there's this, this freedom in being able to act without consulting another. Um, and... I know that partnership in life is is valuable and good and it's not um something that is like locking you into a a prison of of marriage that's not not what I'm saying (laughs) yeah it's not but there is this um this this flexibility and this freedom that singleness has Mm -hmm. um as as a woman to be able to like come into your own on your own Mm -hmm. um and I think that there's this this ability to to dive deeper into your your inherent value, um, and I think that the single woman being uh, is is a is a force in her in her knowledge of her value mm-hmm. um, that she is unwavering in that and that she doesn't question that uh, but but she knows it and she sees it and um, she claims it. So, yeah, I think single woman being is pretty cool, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, she is really cool. And thank you so much for sharing all of your beautiful thoughts and your process. And I think a lot of single women out there can relate um, just to this idea that, like, you are valuable right now. Mm-hmm. You are qualified right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so keep, like painting on that canvas and uh, building up that beautiful person that you are and uh, yeah so thank you all for watching the Jimmy Fallon podcast (laughs) please follow us at Jimmy Fallon podcast (laughs) (laughs) our website is we love Jimmy Fallon (laughs) podcast.com Okay, no, for real. At Woman Being on Instagram or our website is womanbeingcommunity.com. Thank you so much for listening or watching or whatever you're doing. And uh, we wish you the best. Have a great day. Bye.